Hello and welcome to The Pulse. After 75 days, this week the government used the pretext of a private injunction by All China Express to clear the entire Admiralty protest site, which is perhaps better known as Umbrella Square. Although the injunction covered just one-fifth of the total area, the police used other powers to clear the entire protest. 247 people were arrested during the clearance. In part two of this week's show, we look back and we look forward with Yvonne Leung of the Hong Kong Federation of Students. But first, the clearance. Exercise extreme restraint, uh, not to use any form of violence. In case they use violence uh, as uh, observers, as university teachers, we'll be very angry and we'll use our inference and uh, maybe to hold a proper hearing against the use of violence, uh, as well as we may bring this to international level to the UN uh, Human Rights Commission. 我要保證一班學生是沒有穿帽子跟他們走社會上有什麼變化我們是光明磊落我是在前線不是必要的時候他出護照拍賣的時候我是不會戴口罩的即是其實他已經是有了我的 
to all of you. The police will now take arrest action.繼續要人們關注政改這個問題之外 in a poll by the University of Hong Kong Public Opinion Program released this week on the popularity of Hong Kong's disciplined forces, the Hong Kong Police Force came bottom, even lower than the People's Liberation Army. The force has come under considerable criticism for the way it's handled both protesters and public over the past two months. And the complaints began in earnest at the start of the protests when tear gas was used against demonstrators. <laughs> Hong Kong Human Rights Monitor has a long history of monitoring local protests by sending observers to the site. This time, they say, they face greater challenges than ever monitoring police responses to the umbrella movement. Say, uh, on the 15th of October, when our observers were observing the clearance of uh, Long War Road, two of our observers have been stopped. One English-speaking lady in our uniform had been stopped from approaching the dark corner in which they have been, uh, seven police officers had allegedly beaten people up. And another uh, uh, male observers uh, in our uniform trying to approach from another different direction. And on his way, several officers shouted at him, saying that arrest even observers. Hong Kong is the same place, but we have the same for what reason? Because the police have been acting unreasonably. And is acting in a way inconsistent with international standards. So I think the police better behave themselves and honor their obligation under international standards and also uh, allow our, office, our observers to go uh, to observe things in, uh, uh, properly. The group, Hong Kong Shield, has been gathering information and evidence concerning people who are injured by the police. On Monday, the group met the Independent Police Complaints Council, or IPCC, which is an independent body with members appointed by the chief executive. It has a mandate to investigate complaints about the police. I think so far, the police have been using really excessive forces. It's really intolerable. I think uh, we, we need to make a protest to IPCC and we need them to know that we are very unhappy with 
the situation and we hope that they will take a more proactive stance in monitoring police violence and not just sit inside the office. There have been regular requests for members of the IPCC to go to occupation areas to observe how the police handled the clearances. Initially, the council was reluctant to do so. Oh, they have several reasons or excuses. The, the time is uncertain. Uh, they may put the, uh, their members of the councils uh, into the role of a witness, and uh, there are also issues of security. I am so furious about that today. And worst of all, he said it's out of their mandate to do it because their law, their, their jurisdiction is limited by the law. I must tell the world that it is a basic function of the committee to look into police practices, measures and so, to identify weaknesses in the system and come up with proposals to prevent further complaints in those areas. And this is their function, and they're not doing it in the past. When the police cleared the Admiralty protest site on Thursday, IPCC members were in fact there, led by the committee's chairman, Larry Kwok. The police are protecting themselves, and then the investigators actually are the police. So how can the police monitor themselves? And then this IPCC is the only mechanism in Hong Kong who is doing the monitoring role, but then they are so constrained, structurally they are constrained. The most important point that we want to um, convey to the community is that um, we should identify the root problem of all these police brutality. It is the system that is in the wrong. It is the chief executive and the whole government that has made the police take up such an impossible role. And so we do want everyone to look at the true enemy, the true target that we should uh, attack. We'll see you after the break. Welcome back. Almost two years ago, Benny Tai, an associate law professor at the University of Hong Kong, first raised the idea of occupying Central as an act of civil disobedience. That idea was the genesis for Occupy Central with Love and Peace. But the movement was overtaken by China's decision to base the election of Hong Kong's chief executive on a very restrictive basis. Students quickly took the initiative to fight this decision leaving Occupy's leaders to follow in their wake. Thus, the Umbrella Movement was born. On Tuesday, we went to Umbrella Square to talk to Yvonne Leung, council member of the Hong Kong Federation of Students. The, the chief executive talks a lot about young people should do this, the youth should do that. Is it your impression that he has any idea, really, what people of, of a younger age are thinking? Uh, no. Well, actually, uh both his think tanks and uh, he himself uh, do not 
have a clue what the young people are actually thinking. You can see uh, they have been like lagging behind of uh, like other places, other states or regions on uh, policy makings regarding uh, young people as, as the main target. And also you can see uh, there are times that uh, the young people uh, have been voicing their concerns over both issues related to themselves, like uh, the housing issues and also um, like education issues. And you can see the government never actually pays attention to these problems. They even like do not realize that it, it could be a problem uh, until the moment that the umbrella movement actually started. But, but some people have painted the umbrella movement as being fundamentally about a generational gap. Well, I don't think so. You can see like the people staying in the occupation area uh, covers nearly all ages. Uh, and you can see uh, like up till 80 years old. I think people are eight years old, uh, eight year olds to 80 year olds to 80 years old. Yeah, yeah. literally eight to 80. Uh, could be fine here in the occupation area. So you can see this movement as uh, a, an outbreak of like everything um, or every uh, discontent that Hong Kong people have towards the government instead of only one generation. And I mean, you, you, you know, we're, we're talking over 70 days after the movement began. Mm -hmm. You've obviously had time to reflect mm -hmm. on the successes and, and indeed the failures of the movement. Yes. I mean, what do you really think have been the, the major successes there? Well, I don't think uh, there are any successes in the movement because uh, like we, we exert uh, pressure to the government, but the pressure is not big enough uh, in exchange of like anything. And you can see the people here, maybe, maybe they gain a sense of like uh, they should voice out their opinion. They should uh, be courageous enough to show their opposition to the government. But I won't say these are successes. These are only um, self-reflections that the Hong Kong people should have done uh, earlier before. But, but, but did you yeah. seriously think that in the shorter term it would be possible to achieve the very big goals that, that, that you set yourselves, I mean, the goals of achieving universal suffrage, that's an enormous thing to achieve in a very short space of time. Mm. I think in 2017, it is a bit difficult. You can see once the Chinese government uh, does not back down or is not willing to uh, give up anything regarding that MPCSC decision, then we could not say we've achieved anything. So I think in 2017, it is really difficult. But uh, I think in the long term, the government must realize that uh, they've got a lot of problems to settle. They've got a lot of issues uh, they need to confront in the near future. So I think uh, genuine universal suffrage uh, is something we need to um, have a continuous um, fight including like months after the uh, veto happened in the Legislative Council, like how we call for uh, an immediate, a, immediate restart of the uh, five steps uh, towards a political reform, and also uh, how we could make sure the MPCSC uh, makes no stupid uh, decision this time, so we can see 
uh, there are still a lot of work. But I mean, it seems to me that you're saying that this is a very long-term process. Yes. And if that is so, how patient are you? I'm always patient. I think patience actually uh, means you need to continue to sacrifice uh, in exchange for an ideal that you wish to see, instead of uh, looking for results uh, only in one sacrifice. I think the latter cannot be called uh, a movement or those people who believe in getting everything in just one battle cannot be called a warrior, I would say, because wars often consist of many battles. And does it really need to involve sacrifice? I mean... Yes, yes. There's no alternative to that. Yes, because in wars there are always people sacrificing no matter lives or at least maybe some people here already sacrificed their careers, their time for studies, yes. Let's turn to um, something that even people who are supporters of the Umbrella Movement mm -hmm. say. They say, look, we have no problem with the objectives of the movement, but we are seriously worried about the tactics mm -hmm. that have been employed during this campaign. Mm -hmm. Do you, on reflection, think that the tactics were, were, were right? Well, I would say we have, uh, we have made a few mistakes uh, in these two months and we will confess those mistakes, uh, including um, like we may have missed some times or uh, opportunities for exerting even greater pressure to the government, uh, including uh, we lack immediate response after the talks with the government. Uh, when we realized that, with Lam, yes, when we realized that, um, like Carrie Lam makes no solid promise, we should have reacted uh, immediately, like including um, launching some actions or uh, ask for more solid promise uh, immediate after the meeting, uh, and also. Concerning the escalation that happened uh, a week ago, I think they're like uh, trying to block all the ways to the uh, CGO, yes, which happened I think a week ago during the weekend, uh, which we could have planned much better if uh, we started the planning earlier and also adopting uh, more professional advice on how to plan the action. So. Uh, I would say we, we did commit a lot of mistakes. But I mean, one of the things that people say is, is, is not that the failure was that you didn't escalate the mm -hmm, movement, mm -hmm. but that when the movement was really at its height, when all of this area was filled with mm -hmm. literally tens of thousands yes. of people, that at that moment you didn't declare victory. Because there is no victory. You can see even like all seven million people in Hong Kong came up onto the streets without the government actually back down on anything. There's no victory. What would you call it a victory when people go goes out onto the streets but well, getting I suppose nothing? people call it would call it a victory in, in the sense that it's won the hearts and minds well, of the majority saying, of Hong Kong people. Mm -hmm. And that that support has gone away. Well I won't say that support has actually gone away. I think even if some people uh, believe that we should have like retreated earlier. Uh, I don't think they are not in support of 
uh, genuine universal suffrage. They may uh, think we have committed mistakes on like uh, judging the ongoing movement wrongly, but they are not saying that they are not supporting the democratic movement. So I think actually these are two uh, concepts. And concerning uh, the point of like declaring victory, I would say I do appreciate that so many people uh, came out during these two months, but I don't think we could call it a victory. Well, even though, thank you very much indeed. Thank you. And this is someone we're likely to be hearing a lot more of in the future. But as for the Pulse, we're out of time. But we will be back at the same time next week. See you then. Well, I won't back down. Well, I won't back down. You can stand me up at the gates of hell, but I won't back down. Gonna stand my ground Won't be turned around And I'll keep this world from dragging me down Gonna stand my ground